It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, All right, everybody, welcome. Good to have you with us. Hope you all had a good weekend. It is episode number 348 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm Chris Russell. It's been an interesting weekend, and since the last time we uh, got together here, I you know, had to kind of do some doing things differently towards the end of the week, obviously, with the Redskins not playing. Um, we didn't have some of our normal features and all uh, because... Again, they weren't playing. They were on by. Uh, so it was a peaceful Sunday for the most part uh, when it comes to the Redskins. But it wasn't a peaceful buildup to where they are at. And there was plenty of news and there was plenty of stuff going on. So why don't we kind of rewind over the last couple of days for those of you that haven't been uh, paying too much attention. I, I don't honestly blame you at all uh, because I wouldn't be either. <laughs> um, so on Friday... Trent Williams, after the Redskins put him on the NFI list, he decided to do a couple of interviews. And in the interest of full disclosure, I reached out to him as well, and he's still not responding to me. I don't know if that means that I've annoyed him or upset him in some ways. I'm not sure. Um, Maybe it's just because I haven't seen him in a while and he's, you know, he just sees certain guys. Um, but good for Mike Jones of the USA Today and former Washington Post Redskins beat reporter and good for Craig Hoffman, uh, my colleague at 106.7 The Fan, for catching up with Trent Williams. Uh, that's interesting uh, because he said some interesting things. So let's go through what Williams told Hoffman first. Uh, and he said, quote, I know the way the picture is painted is that I had skepticism for five and a half years of this being something more, meaning the tumor on his head and the growth on his head. He said, that's not the case. I just kept going back because it was strictly cosmetic, man. It was strictly cosmetic, man. Um, He said, basically, he viewed it as a big-ass cyst and that he trusted team doctors and medical personnel, trainers, who were telling him, It was nothing to worry about. He said, uh, and I know he showed some pictures to Hoffman and I think John Keim of ESPN. He goes, if you can go back to the pictures, you'll see like earlier in my career, I like to rock low cut. I would let my hair grow crazy in camp, but I would always want to cut it down. And the bigger the cyst got, the harder it was for me to wear my hair the way I wanted to wear it. 
So strictly cosmetic is the reason why I wanted it off. I wasn't then begging them to take it off because I thought it was something that would be um, detrimental to my health. I just wanted it gone. It was an eyesore to me. So then Williams is explaining this as the reason why he did not take care of it, which, listen, he certainly could have done more. I don't think anybody would dispute that. The question is, is should he have done more? And that's up to you. I mean, I th- I don't think he should have done more from a medical scare standpoint, but if it was bothering him so much as a cosmetic issue, I am surprised uh, he let it go as long as it did. But he said, finally, in January of this year, he decided the growth must go. Okay, he was going to get it removed, going to get it looked at, right? Um, he apparently told Hoffman that he had asked to get it removed while having previous thumb and knee surgeries in various years, but apparently it couldn't happen for whatever reason. Um, so this year he didn't have any surgeries. He said, so what happened is the plastic surgeon, when he was in there numbing me up to cut the piece off or whatever, and he just kept saying, I'm not sold that this is a cyst. And I was like, yeah, and I was like, you know, trust me, man, the doctors I've been going to for four or five years, every doctor told me the same. It's a cyst. I just want it gone. Cut that beep out, period, please, is what William said about the kind of evaluation process or the discovery process. And Williams recalled to Hoffman, quote, he called one of the docs, the team doctors, and he reassured them him that they've been looking at it and this is what they think it is. And so he said, all right, I'm going to go ahead and cut it off. He said, I was happy, Williams. I was excited. I got it removed. And I was just looking forward to getting the stitches taken out so I could go ahead and get back to my life. And then he called and said, hey, this is not a cyst. It's something else. Williams went on to say, quote, actually, he called kind of freaking out, and that kind of scared me. And then the Redskins doc called and was like, it's not a big deal. They didn't tell me it was cancer right away. They just said I needed to get it checked again. When it was, the cancer was discovered. Williams got the call a few weeks after the initial surgery and then had to go to Chicago to meet with an oncologist that Dan Snyder had recommended to him. Snyder flew Williams to the doctor in Chicago. Obviously, that endeared Williams a little bit to Dan Snyder. He said, quote, when the diagnosis was grave and they told me that they need to cut my brain and I didn't have long to live, I mean, Dan did step up. He called me. He flew me to Chicago. It was all an effort to save my life at that point. And, you know, at the end of the day, I still appreciate that because I didn't have a lot of people stepping up at the time. So even though I went through my hardship, I still maintain a level of gratefulness that he stepped up in that point. Even though a lot of people might say that's his job, it's still when you're in the position and you're kind of depressed, deep in the dumps, any little thing kind of brings you a little sunshine. You know what I'm saying? He did me... He did get me to the doctor that ultimately extracted the tumor and kind of paid for some things. So I felt like I owed him a level of respect for that. I never wanted to speak out against him.
So that explains the reason why Williams was complimentary of Dan Snyder and not of Bruce Allen. He said no club officials visited him, but Larry Hess, the team trainer, did visit him. But I guess he didn't view Larry Hess as a team official. He's a trainer. So he said, I guess when I heard team officials, I was thinking in my mind of front office like Dan or Bruce or, you know, a Doug or just somebody. I wasn't thinking the head trainer because he was there. And as soon as I woke up from surgery, he was gone. And if anybody knows Larry, like I know Larry, he kind of, well, I'm, I ain't going to say it because I didn't want to put him out there. He was there for a couple of days, but I was thinking that they was talking about somebody substantial, like someone high on the totem pole. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Um, so then he goes into, he goes, he spent just like close to $200,000 in just flights going back and forth to the doctor and getting myself back and forth. Uh, he said, before I could fly commercial, you got to figure that too. So Williams went on and explained all this to Hoffman. You can read the whole thing at thefandc.com. We've posted it uh, also on the Locked on Redskins page. I mean, it's a lot of storytelling and certainly a one-sided perspective from Trent Williams, and that's okay. He's allowed to do that. He's, he's the only one that's allowed to speak about his health. It's his health. There's HIPAA laws that prevent the Redskins from speaking about that. That's why they wanted a joint investigation because, A, they have, they feel evidence that proves them right and also that would be the only way that there would be some sort of discovery in a legal sense and that could get around the HIPAA laws now Williams does not want to participate in that apparently right now he does not want to participate in any sort of law sort of lawsuit with the NFLPA the NFLPA might supersede him Either way, this is not going away anytime soon. This much we know, Trent Williams is not going to play again this year. That much we know. He's not going to count against the 53. We also know for sure that he's not going to get paid the rest of his $5.1 million salary. The Redskins get it back uh, on more salary cap credits, and the Redskins are going to save $13 million plus here in salary cap credits. That's huge for next year. That's the one saving grace to not trading him. The problem is, A, they didn't trade him and allowed this to continue and allowed all of this to come out, and B, they still own his rights. And Trent Williams, unless he changes his mind, is not going to play for the team again. So what happens if this offseason, when the Redskins can try and trade Trent Williams again, or for the first time maybe, what happens if they don't pull the trigger? What happens if they don't get what they want? What happens if there's not an offer higher than, let's just call it a third-round pick? Is there any guarantee that they're going to trade him? What happens if he just stays? What happens if they don't trade him? Out of a grudge and also out of not getting what they want and not deeming it worth it. What do you do then? You kind of force Trent Williams' hand, right? Or we could go through this song and dance all next year as well. And at that point, if Trent hasn't given in at that point, I can't imagine that he wouldn't file some sort of grievance with the NFLPA because, I mean, at that point, you could be looking at, he could be looking at two years of his NFL career taken away from him. Whether the Redskins have a legitimate gripe, right, or not, it's a long time. 
It's a long time. All right, I'm Chris Russell. This is episode number 348 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Uh, That's it for Trent Williams. When we return, we will get into the day in the NFL, week 10 style. The Redskins were off, so they couldn't play. They couldn't lose. They couldn't give Yajida. A couple of good games I want to go over uh, and set the scene for next week as the New York Jets roll into FedEx Field. And what is ahead for this week? Uh, Plus, some positive news, maybe, 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 that could involve the Redskins when it comes to NFL expansion. I'll leave it like that. We'll get to that next. Uh, Coming up here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, good to have you with us. What's up, guys? It's Chris Russell, Locked on Redskins. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Not to go to work, not to go to the store because you forgot something, but ready to go to the bedroom. That's right. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed, fellas. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, and you can be ready to go whenever the opportunity comes about. If you could benefit from a little extra function, fellas, and more confidence where it matters, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew. Is prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. If you visit BlueChew.com, you get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code Locked On. Just pay $5 shipping again. That's B-L-U-E Chew.com. Promo code Locked On to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. Get it now, guys. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic ball cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. All right, what's up, everybody? It is Chris Russell with you, episode number 348 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. So as I record this, watching a little Sunday night football, Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings out to a 14-0 lead. Uh, Obviously, that's going to be different by the time you listen to this. Um, So we'll see what happens in that game. But this would be a nice win for the Vikings if they could get to seven and three and win on the road on Sunday night football against the Dallas Cowboys. I don't think it'll be that easy. Coming up next week, the Redskins return from the bye. I mean, obviously, they'll have all practices on Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday at Redskins Park and a walkthrough on Saturday. And then they'll host the New York Jets. And Adam Gase and Jameson Crowder, former Redskin, on Sunday, a week from 
uh, well, a week from today, as I record this, of course, uh, November 17th, of course, depending on when you are listening to this, might be less than a week, 34-27 winners for the Jets, 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 Jets against the New York Giants in the battle uh, for who is the stinkiest in the Big Apple? 34-27, Gangrene wins it. They improved to 2-7. and seven. Giants drop to 2-8. and eight. How about that, huh? Of course, both teams are still better uh, than the Redskins. The Giants beat the Redskins head-to-head. Jets will get their opportunity next week. So let's take a couple of ganders, if you will, uh, at some of the numbers in that game, some of the things you'll be hearing about uh, this week on the podcast and um, – with all of our coverage of the Redskins and the Jets, uh, and I'll be at Redskins Park a couple of times this week, uh, certainly on Monday, and then we'll see the rest of the week. Sam Darnold was nine, uh, 19 of 30, 230 yards, a touchdown, no interceptions, a 97-9 quarterback rating. Le'Veon Bell, who was banged up coming into the game, uh, did have a touchdown, but only 18 carries for 34 yards. Uh, but he did have four catches for 34 yards, so that's certainly uh, something that the Redskins are going to have to uh, look out and see. Uh, Thomas led the Jets in receptions, targets, uh, nine targets, six receptions, 84 yards along of 47. Uh, Jamison Crowder, again, who makes his return to FedEx Field for whatever that's worth, six targets, five catches, 81 yards, did have a touchdown for J.C., 23 yards from Sam Darnold to put the Jets up 14 to nothing. Um, here's the thing that stood out to me is that the Jets swarmed the Giants running game. And yes, it helped that the Jets were up 14 to nothing, but that was still late in the first quarter when they went up 14 to nothing. It's not like it was in the fourth quarter. Now the Giants threw the ball all over the place. Daniel Jones in a comeback effort was 26 of 40, 308 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions, and a 121-7 rating. So you look at that and you say, well, that's something that Dwayne Haskins can possibly expose, right? Well, um, yes and no. I mean, I think against, you know, in a pretty aggressive defensive coordinator in Greg Williams, and I think you know, a, a couple of good safeties. Jamal Adams had a 25-yard fumble return for a touchdown in the Jets' win early in the third quarter. You know, certainly it is not going to be as easy as it was seemingly for the Giants in a come-from-behind effort. Uh, here's one bit of advice. Don't get caught from behind or, or don't get dramatically behind. Uh, the Redskins' offense is just not built that way. I mean, they have a hard enough time when they're even. They have a hard enough time when they have a small lead. Don't get 14 nothing down. That's not a recipe for success. But what the Jets did was they held Saquon Barkley. Check this out. 13 carries, one net yard. One on 13 carries. That's absurd. Also, they didn't get gashed through the air from Saquon, who's just as good of a receiver as he is a running back. Five targets, five catches, but only 30 yards. And one of those was a 22-yarder, so the other four had a combined net of eight yards. That's focusing, isolating on one weapon, taking that weapon away and forcing others to beat you. Now, the Jets, again, did give up 27 points, and they did allow others to make plays. Darius Slayton had targets 14 
10 catches, 121 yards, and two touchdowns. Golden Tate had two touchdowns, 495. So, you know, obviously the Redskins could potentially make some plays in the passing game if they get down early. But you don't want that. That's not what your offense is built to do. Your offense is built to run the football. That's what your offense is built to do. Uh, we'll have all sorts of statistics and numbers on Monday um, or on the next, uh, I should say, episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 349. We will have all sorts of numbers and stats from the first half, uh, and I've been building up an army uh, of um, little nuggets to prove people wrong. Uh, meanwhile... The Jets' defense, again, we told you about Jamal Adams. With the 25-yard fumble return for a touchdown, he also had nine tackles and two sacks. How about that for a day, huh? Good luck facing him next week. My goodness. My goodness. Um, The Jets overall had five sacks on the day. What do you think they're going to – not that the Giants' offensive line is any good, but what do you think they're going to do to the Redskins' offensive line next week? I mean, you can't say they're going to exactly light them up like a Christmas tree, but there's a good chance. Greg Williams likes to blitz. He's aggressive. They've got a pretty decent defense there. They were run by a defensive head coach in Todd Bowles. They're not great, but they've got a pretty decent defense there. Overall, the Jets – the one thing that they continue to struggle with, and this will help the Redskins, is the Jets are awful on third down. Four of 13 today, they are the worst team in the NFL on third down offense. The Redskins are the second worst. So that's what you have. The two worst teams in the NFL on third down clashing at FedEx Field. Good luck. Um, so that's kind of the eye on the enemy early portion uh, how about Mitch Trubisky? Played fairly well for the Chicago Bears. couple of touchdown passes. Baltimore continues to rock and roll. 49-13 over pathetic Cincinnati. I saw even RG3 throw an interception and kind of run a triangular wishbone-type formation in which he received the late, late, late pitch from Lamar Jackson. They are cooking up some schemage in Baltimore and putting up plenty of points and plenty of yards. Uh, and how about Atlanta? Good for uh, Ben Kotwika, the special teams coordinator there, who, of course, left the Redskins, went to Atlanta, and I'm sure he thought this season would go a lot better. Uh, They get their second win on the road in New Orleans, 26-9. How about that? How about that? And Tennessee upsets Kansas City, 35-32. That was a wacky game. So we want – oh, and Preston Smith now has 10 sacks for the Green Bay Packers. How about that, huh? Preston Smith. With two more sacks on Sunday for the Green Bay Packers in a snowball, Preston Smith, six tackles, two sacks, 10 on the year. Not a bad first year in Green Bay for the former Redskins second-round pick, who they did not want to pay, uh, even though I suggested that they did. Good for Bruce. All right, we'll take a timeout right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. We will come on back and finish things up. Uh, on LOR. But first, we tell you, you guys, if you're hungry, 
And who isn't hungry? I'm hungry all the time. Treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you. With DoorDash, right now our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code Locked On. That's the DoorDash app. Enter the promo code Locked On. Back in a flash. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, it is episode number 348 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. I'm Chris Russell. Thanks for being with us. We're going to finish this up. We'll get more into this as we go along. The Redskins practice uh, this week, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Mondays will be a light workout, but Bill Callahan is expected to speak after that, uh, and we should officially find out who the starting quarterback is. Of course, it's reported to be Dwayne Haskins. I keep hearing that Callahan is a little upset if not a lot of upset over the fact that that leaked out into the public, I don't think it would be enough for him to change his mind, but I would not rule out, I would not rule out Case Keenum st- somehow starting this game. Uh, again, I'm not saying he will, but I wouldn't rule it out. A, he's been in concussion protocol. B, he was the starter, and, and you know he wasn't playing great, but he wasn't playing bad. Uh, he actually threw the ball pretty well in that first half in Minnesota um, before he got injured. And obviously nobody did anything against San Francisco in a monsoon of rain. And he did a pretty nice job in the first half against the Miami Dolphins. And he didn't play the game before that. <laughs> so um, it's kind of, kind of, look, Case Keenum has played the best out of the three quarterbacks, there's no denying that. Colt McCoy knows the most, but Case Keenum has played the best. But now it might be the other guy, the guy that everybody wants to play, to see how good or how bad he is. And I have no idea what to expect uh, out of Dwayne Haskins, except I'm pretty sure Greg Williams is going to have something cooked up uh, for him. All right, let's just end it this way. There's a report from Jason Lockenfor of CBSSports.com that Jeff Bezos, the CEO and founder of Amazon, who, of course, is moving his global headquarters or building a new global headquarters here in the Washington, D.C. area, that he has been getting tight with the NFL, NFL owners. He has spent time with Dan Snyder. He was in Roger Goodell. Listen, the guy's worth $110 billion dollars. Of course he would be good for the NFL. Why? Because NFL owners only care about one thing, and that's gobs and gobs and gobs of money. They don't care about anything else. Winning takes a backseat to money. They'd like to win, but they'd like to make more money. So Bezos could be, could be getting involved in the NFL on a more formal basis. The question becomes, would it be with the Redskins? My buddy Nick Ashu, who used to do this podcast and who occasionally will join me here, uh, and you can listen to on 106.7 The Fan and watch on NBC Sports Washington, he reported a couple of weeks ago 
about a possible partnership for the new stadium between Bezos, Amazon, and the Redskins. And Jason Lock and Forest Story kind of mentioned that, kind of referenced that. Mentioned Dan Snyder. Certainly, I don't think Jason mentioned that for no specific reason. It was a national story in, on CBSSports.com. A national story. There wasn't a specific reason for him to mention Dan Snyder unless he knew maybe that that was a possibility and also because he knows that it will get Redskins fans excited and to check out the piece, and that they did. And they should. I would just say this. It's not a guarantee, obviously, that something's going to happen here, but Dan Snyder, I think would be foolish, which you can take any way you want, to not bring aboard Jeff Bezos in some capacity, either with the stadium deal, with partial ownership, maybe a split, however it gets done. Um, Not saying that Jeff Bezos would fix everything and solve everything, but it cannot be any worse. And when you have that kind of cash and that kind of worth, and you built a successful business, a beyond successful business like Amazon, a empire, you're obviously doing something right. And you know how to treat customers and you know what it takes to be successful. I wouldn't mind it. Let's put it that way. All right, we'll leave it there. I'm Chris Russell. Great to have you with us. Thanks for downloading and listening. Have a great start to your week. Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.